the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 560, The Answer. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed. And the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm coming in. Yeah, coming in hot, just like the fajita. I write what I live, my life in the speaker. I'm nice with the flow, just like the demeanor. I'm feeding my fam, I'm feeding the meter. Uh, they got the iron while I got the steamer. I bring the fire, but you never seen her. I testify, I don't Welcome need a subpoena. They want my soul to this week's to edition of Black and White Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio. I told you guys this week is going to be a, a phenomenal week. But before I get to that, did the heavens open up? <laughs> because on my way into the, into, the, into the studio today, I mean, there were accidents all over the place. I mean, it's like people who totally forget how to drive when it's either raining, snowing, or some inclement weather. What people, please go back to driving school, learn how to drive. Because I was almost late getting here. And normally I'm here an hour early before... Um, the show starts. But I want to tell you guys something about last night. You guys, if you missed the Will County Freedom Day dinner, you missed a very explosive night with people who really, really love this country, who have a heart for this country. And uh, one of the things I wanted to do was bring that fire, that fuego (laughs) from Will County Freedom Day dinner into the studio today. So uh, without further ado, I'm so excited about who's guest hosting for me today. Uh, he's always, he's been a personal hero of mine uh, when I was a sheriff's deputy in Kendall County. Uh, I first saw a video clip of him, audio video clip of him, and he just completely was defending the men and women in blue. And I was like, who is this guy? It's none other than former um, sheriff, Milwaukee County Sheriff. Milwaukee County. Milwaukee County Sheriff David Clark, David E. Clark. Let me say it right. Welcome back to to Black and Right because you've called into the show a couple twice now. Now this is your first time in studio, so welcome. Thanks, it's an honor to be here. It really is. Yeah, uh, it was an honor to have been a part of the event last night. As you indicated, great Americans, yeah. um, people who are energized, they're motivated, but they're beleaguered at the same time yeah. after what happened in November. Uh, when we had the rug pulled out from under us, and, and there are still a lot of irregularities that have not been resolved uh, over that election. But, you know, life moves on, and so should we. So we got to pick up the pieces, uh, put this thing back together, get the train back on the tracks, yeah. and get it rolling. That I agree. And I'm excited because I think we, got, we gave you a new nickname. I think, wait, 
I, we, we originally called him the rear admiral, George Pearson. What was the nickname? Was it the Commandant? Co- yes. What was it? Yeah, the co- the Commandant. Commandant George Pearson. I hate that one. I know. <laughs> Chairman of the Will County Republican. Uh, dude, great job. I'm, I'm, great job last night. I mean, packed, sold-out event. You got, I mean, some very powerful players there uh, last night. Sheriff Clark gave a, a, a great speech. Phenomenal. And, and I, I, you can tell, though, that speech – some of them got it, yes. but it's like, do you really get what he's saying? This is like, yes. this is this is food for yes. your souls, people, yes. right? Yes, yes. And a lot of them did. They after they they actually had a chance to you know let it manifest inside of them. And as they were walking out the door, they go, you know what? I get it. Yeah. You know, we do have to be involved. He's absolutely right. Yeah. It, it's like my father used to say about a surgeon's scalpel. You know, it's going to cut you and cut you deep. But it's the only way to get at what ails you. And that's what you did last night for yeah. a lot of us. So thank you. No, I appreciate that. But, you know, it's, it's uh, to me, it's all about leadership. And I've studied leadership. I've studied people who I've admired in positions of leadership. And I read about them and, and, and what they went through and, and how they connected with people. And that was the thing that was most important to me that I learned out of all of it is you have to be able to connect with people. You can't just talk to people. You You'll end up talking over their heads. You'll end up talking yeah. around them. Too many people talk. And what they try to do is make it about them, try to impress how smart they are. I don't yeah, use yes. big $25 words. Yeah. You know, I just talk to people. Yeah. I, I just, I, no errors, just talk. And, and people appreciate that. Yeah. They, they, they understand me. Look, I've been all over this country. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the last four or five years, starting with the Trump campaign in 2016, I've been to 38 different states in this country speaking to uh, grassroots Americans at Lincoln Day, uh, Reagan Day dinners, GOP events, and just connecting with people. Yeah. And I never, I always take time with people. I, I never uh, blow people off, and, and I always listen. Yeah. And you know, they can tell I'm listening. Yeah. yeah. And that's important. And because if you if you if you don't hear people, you don't you won't understand what the hell is ailing them, <laughs> right? And what they're trying to get across. So. That's the biggest part is listening, and once you do that and you realize what what they want, it's not what the leader wants, it's what the people want. That's and, right. and once you understand what the people want, and you, be, you can become that vehicle to get them where they want to be. Yeah, and I saw that last night. I don't know if you, I don't know, if you know people were watching, but there was a group, that came, Diane, Diane Harris yes. came, yes. and they wanted to take a picture with you. And there was a guy in hang in uh, um, crutches. crutches, and you could have easily walked off when George had to run to the stage. It's those little things about leadership that I think. A lot, and I, I was listening to some people next to me say, "Wow, most people would have walked off." Yeah. But yet you stayed. Not only took the picture with the the, the two young ladies, you also stopped and, and made sure you paid attention to the guy that was on crutches. They had a conversation and had a conversation. That's that's the key. Yeah. Uh, that was Mike Frobach. And yeah. he is literally getting involved, and he's been asking, what can we do? Wow. What can we do? And I, we've been communicating by email, and when he found out you were coming, he says, oh, I have to find a way there because he can't drive. So we've, we found a young, young man, Art Ellingson. Oh, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, vet, uh, Vietnam vet, you know, actually drove him out to the event. So that, I'm, I'm telling you, what you did and that connection you made with our folks out there last night, phenomenal. It's important. It's important to me. And I always remind myself, sometimes you have to talk to yourself. 
And you got to remind yeah. yourself that it's not about you, meaning me. Uh, yeah. I say, David, this isn't about you. This mm. is about the country. This is about the mission, freedom and liberty, and furthering freedom, freedom and liberty. I'm about to America. call them out right quick. Because <laughs> we were talking before the air, we went on air. So that means that means if 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 if, if America comes calling for David E. Clark, <laughs> <laughs> you better bring a bullhorn. Man. <laughs> I've been able to filter it out so far, but no, really, you know. I, I never say never when it comes to that, but that's not in the cards. I, 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 you start to make it about you, you start to lose focus on the mission. And there are too many people in elected politics that do that. That's true. Too, too many people who want to stop, hey, hey, I want to run for office. And, you know, and, and, and a lot of people come to me and they say, hey, Sheriff, you know, I'm thinking of running for office. And the first thing I ask is, why? Right, yes. Well, I want to make a difference. Boy, hey, hey he's stepping on our toes, isn't he? Come on. I, I want to make a difference. I go, you can make a <laughs> lot of difference in this world without running for elected there office. Is, there or you can volunteer at your local food bank. You yeah. can do you can make a difference. Yeah. And and you know, it's important too to realize that you make a difference in this world one person at a time. And I used to always tell my deputies that when I was a sheriff. Yeah. yeah. Everybody you touch, you can make a difference in their world. Here. And you do that here and there and there and over the course of time you've made a difference to a lot of people in a lot of different ways that you don't even realize. realize. Yeah, but, I, but that's okay. Sheriff, I think last night one of the things, one of the key takeaways I took from your speech, though, was the cult of progressivism. Mm. And I think, I think so many people don't really realize just what's built into that cult of progressivism because there, there, there's so many dynamics to it. But when you look at, when you open it up, it's paperweight. Yes. It, it really has no real substance. What do you, I, and that's that's what I got from your speech when you start talking about the code of progressivism. Yeah, it's it it has no core, but at the same time, it's very dangerous. Yeah, because it is a twisted, hateful ideology. And I put progressivism, and if people would understand the history of it, and there's a lot out there on it. And I always take the time. You know, I'm a I'm a I'm a, 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 a voracious reader. I love to read, so I do my own research. I grab on to stuff that I might have an interest in. I started reading about progressivism, you know, yeah. going back into, you know, the 50s and the 40s in this country. It's ugly. Yeah. Yes. It is an yeah. ugly, ugly past. Yes. I put it in the same vein with a lot of other isms out there like fascism, yeah. communism, totalitarianism, Nazism. It is of the same twisted logic, hateful rhetoric, hateful uh, toward toward other people and how anybody in the Democrat Party yeah. could wrap their arms around this term of progressive yeah. is sick. It's sick. It really is sick. You know, hey guys, I, I'm, I'm, I'm so full right now because, I mean, I'm not saying this because you're here, but I am saying it because you're, 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 you've, you've been, really been a hero of mine when I was a cop, you know, because you did, did it. it right. And you took care of your men when they were wrong. And women. And women. When they were wrong, they were wrong. But when they right. were right, and but, the, but everybody else said they were wrong, you stood by them. So, yep. hey, we're joined in studio by uh, Sheriff David E. Clark and my buddy, George Pearson. You're listening to Black and White on AM560 Answer. We'll be right back. Let's get it to him, baby girl. Hey. Black and right continues on AM560. Once again, here's John Anthony.
My blue family is way too important to continue to sit idly by and watch them be scrutinized, disrespected, and murdered. You have my commitment to defend your name, your purpose, your honor, and your badge. In God we trust. May he be with you wherever you go. Here is my call to action. It is time to start celebrating heroes and stop victimizing felons. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with the Sheriff David E. Clark and my good friend and pal and buddy and chairman of the Will County Republicans, George Pearson. That voice you heard was Amber Oberheim. Oh, got chills right there. Um, Amber is the wife of Champaign police officer Chris Oberheim. And if you guys know anything about me, I, I served down in Champaign. So when I heard about this story, it really hit me like really hard. And so when I knew that Sheriff David E. Clark was, was, was coming on the show, Amber and I had a conversation and I said, okay, you got to be on here. Um, Amber is, is, is doing great and amazing things. And I'm going to let her tell you a lot of the stuff that she's doing. And I also wanted to, I guess I wanted to have her on because um, Sheriff Clark has actually worked with groups that deal with people who, uh, who have lost loved ones in the line of fire. And, I, and I'm sure he has a lot of words of wisdom. Amber Oberheim, welcome, welcome to Black and Right. Thank you, John. Thank you very much for, for inviting me on this show. Yeah, I just want to let you know that our hearts, uh, our thoughts, our prayers are with you and those beautiful children that you and Chris had. And I just, I, 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 there's really no words that I can even create or fathom or cre- and to think about to say to you at this moment, but I'm, I'm just grateful that you would join us today. It is my absolute pleasure and, and my honor to be in the company of someone like Sheriff David Clark <laughs> and George and yourself. So and, thank you. And the thing about it, we're all three police officers. <laughs> all three of us were, have, have yeah. served as police officers. Uh, I, the first thing I want to know is, how are you doing? How are the kids doing? Sure. Um, I mean, that's an awfully loaded question, but I think my my response to you and that is that we are doing as, as well as we can be doing, given what we've experienced over the course of the last five weeks and three days. Um, you know, some moments aren't easy, um, but we have been blessed, blessed in many, many ways, in ways that I never thought we, that we would be. And so uh, we're strong. We're strong people. We're strong women. And uh, we have our moments, but we are we are we are doing well yeah. overall. Amber Sheriff Clark here. You know, there's and I always this is the, the, the hardest part for me. I always because you can't find the words to um to get out that, that would help you with what you're going through now. I always say to myself, There but for the grace of God go I. You know, everybody that puts on the uniform, they, they understand the the sacrifice, they understand the risks. And they're willing to take those those risks to serve to their with their, serve their community, and I think that it's a testament to their character. But the families that are left behind, um, I, I can only imagine. I, I just that's all I can do is imagine 
uh, what it must be like. It's a process, obviously, to try to come out of that. You know, ironically, this past week I was contacted by uh, a widow in Milwaukee whose husband, Michael Termo, was killed in the line of duty and uh, 19 years ago. And she just cold call, reached out to me, sent me an email and said, you know, I don't know if you remember me, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, my husband, Michael, was killed. He was chasing a burglary suspect, and he was ambushed as he turned a corner in a gang around a gangway. But uh, she just wanted to reach out and say hi, and she wanted to thank me for all the support that I'm giving law enforcement all across the country. I was stunned by that. I really was, um, that, that she would do that. But, you know, I've worked with police survivor groups, the Concerns of Police Survivors, it's a national group. I've attended uh, many, many of the law enforcement memorial uh, ceremonies in Washington, D.C., as well as the local ones back in Wisconsin. And, and, and I, you know, I've seen it. I've felt the, the pain, uh, the loneliness that the families must feel. And like I said, I can only imagine... Um, you know, all I could do is offer you my prayers, but, you know, process through it and, and help your kids. And, yes, sir. Uh, you know, that's the biggest thing for you right now. You know, you got you got a lot on your shoulders now to help, yeah. you know, your kids get through this. Um, we'll never right. forget we say that and we mean it. Yeah. I thank you for that greatly. Um, and, and Amber, our Amber. approach... Oh. Yeah. And, and Sheriff, she's actually started a group called Peacemaker Project 703. 703 was the badge number of her husband. And she's going to take this message of, of about her husband and, and what happened to him, uh, hopefully across the nation. So I'll, I'll make sure the sheriff gets all that information as well, Amber. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I'm- yeah. No, that sounds great. Um, well, just to reflect for just a second, Sheriff, on what you what you mentioned that that concerns of police survivors group, that cops group, um, those people are absolute angels walking on this earth. And I know you know that, but I want to make sure all the viewers are aware of that as well. Um, and yeah, there's 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 a lot of pain that is associated with this whole process. But our purposeful decision is is to make purpose out of our pain. And in doing so, we have created the Peacemaker Project 703. And that is a God-serving foundation that was created in my husband's honor. And people have asked, how, how did this come into being? And I say, well, it's just happened. You know, Chris was on his way to work five weeks and four days ago. Mm. And he did not come home the next day. And so we are in our infancy with this. But I have a restless energy about this that I really can't stop myself. Um, luckily, we are surrounded by a great group of resourceful people yes. who have stepped up and helped us with this process. But, you know, Peacemaker Project 703 vision is to promote our nation's positive regard and respect for mm-hmm. law enforcement. Amen. Our mission, yes, 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 our mission is to proactively support law enforcement officers and their families through community outreach, reform, and education. Nice. 
Amber, um, this is George Pearson. And again, my my heart goes out to you all. I lost an uncle with the Chicago PD on on duty. I lost a good friend at Riverdale PD on duty. So I, I know how hard this strikes families. Have you um, reached out to Ann Dorn, um, the Captain Dorn's um, widow there in that St. Louis area as well? And I believe, you know, with some of the the notoriety that she has received to be able to bring more attention to this. We always hear about the ban on the law enforcement side, but we never hear about the losses that really strike hard in your daughters and, and will now and you yourself will not have that that loved one there with you any longer. And I think we need to honestly concentrate on this and pull our resources. Yeah, absolutely. I would love an opportunity to talk with and meet Anne. I I know who she is. Yeah. I've seen some of the things that she's put out there, and I think she's a very powerful woman herself. Well, Amber, I want to let you know, um, we're running up against the clock, but I want to let you know, John Anthony, Black and Right family, will do everything we can to make sure that Peacemaker Project 703 is a success and that I connect you with as many powerful people as I possibly can. Here, here. That that Much is that is my pledge. That is my pledge to you, Amber, because Champaign has a special place in my heart because I lived there for a couple of years, served on the Champaign Police Department. Uh, is there a website? Uh, you got about thirty seconds. Is there a website, uh, a place where people can give and donate? Sure. So right now our website is in development. Okay. We can be reached. Uh, information is available in videos that we've posted. If you are on Facebook or Instagram at Peacemaker Project 703, more information will be there regarding the website when it's fully functional. All right, and Amber, anytime you want to give a call, call into the show to talk about the progress of Project Peacemaker Project 703, be more than willing, okay? I offer you that. Absolutely. Thank you kindly. You Amber, Amber, one last thing. Uh, stay strong. Blue Lives Matter. Amen. You're listening to Black and Right. Amber, thanks so much for joining us. We'll be right back. Back to Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm on the Making moves. I need some Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with the Sheriff David E. Clark, um, former sheriff of Milwaukee County for four terms. Yes. That's some stability there. Here, here. And my good friend, the Rear Admiral, George Pierce. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I kind of got goosebumps. My last day on, in the city of Champaign when I was a cop, because I had to resign because we had to move up here because my wife's job was transferring her. My last day, the very next day, two cops were shot. Mm. In the beat that I would have been on at that time, had I not resigned the day before. That's why I say there, before the grace of God, go I. Go I. Go I. You know, it's, it's just amazing. Let's go to the phone lines. Terry, welcome to Black and Right. Okay, I just, uh, hi, Sheriff Clark. I uh, just want you to know we love you. Thanks a lot. And I love now you, I'll get on. Thank you. Uh, now I'll get on with what I, what I really want to say here. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I I think another way uh, public schools are indoctrinating our children is they promote their preference for the Democrat Party. Of course, when there's a when there's an election going on, a teacher shouldn't be telling children who they hope wins or displaying pictures of only their favored uh, political candidates in, in school halls and classrooms. 
uh, I, they don't realize uh, how unfair this is. Uh, Republicans pay their salaries, too. That's true. And you know what? When I was growing up, I didn't know what my teacher was. I didn't know what political party they were. So you're right. Um, Terry, thanks so much for calling Black and Ryan. Thanks so much for being a loyal listener. Appreciate it. Um, Sheriff, I know you're going to be gone um, after the first hour. So I, I, I want to do a quick lightning round with you. I'm going to say a word, a name, or a phrase, and I want to get your the first thing that pops in your mind. You want? Can you do that with me? <laughs> I'll tell you what, I struggle with this because <laughs> the reason is I always take a step back and think. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I don't shoot from the hip and then you end up saying something clumsy That's or fine. something. No, okay. we'll, no, we'll do it. I, I've done it, but... The state of our country. It, it, won't, it might not be as rapid fire as you want it to be. <laughs> what is the, the state of our country? Where do we find ourselves? Perilous right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, we're in a transition period we're in a period of great change but this country's been through periods of great change before you look at the american revolution you look at the civil war period of great change right mm-hmm. you look at two world wars you look at the great depression you look at um the the war in korea mm-hmm. uh you look at the war in vietnam to stop the spread of communism you look at the turbulent 60s and you know what this country's already survived it yeah. we will survive this yeah but we're going to have to fight. Yes. And, and the thing that, that concerns me right now is I don't think our side has um, fully <laughs> committed mm-hmm. to the fact that we're going to have to fight our way out of this. I, 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 there's some within our party that I don't even think they, they understand that we are at war. Yeah, there's it's a, not about elections. Correct. It's not about the, the left has made it very clear. Yeah. Elections don't matter anymore. That's right. If they lose elections, they um, you know, ask for endless recounts. The only elections that matter to them are the ones that they win, and they're good at cheating. Yeah, so, yep. you know, we got to get out of this mindset of, of the next election, and we got to realize this is a 24-7 Come on. Here, operation. Here. And, here, and here. until we develop that mindset, which is why I like what's going on with this battle against CRT yeah. in the uh, public schools. Yeah. Uh, moms and families have risen up, yes, and they are pushing back. And they are not going to back down. That's the type of fighting I'm talking <laughs> the about. The mama bears yeah. are everywhere in there. Plainfield Township, um, they're actually, their they're school district, they're having a big meeting this Monday. So, folks, that are, if you're in Plainfield, in that area, uh, Shorewood area, you need to go out and be part of those school board meetings. Yeah. And we're seeing that it's taking effect all over the country when you show up. Right. And that's been our problem on our side. We just, you know, we work for a living. We just, we didn't want to have anything to do with politics. But now that is so ingrained in our every single day life yeah. in our schools. You know, if, if you're not actually helping to be an election judge and poll watchers at yeah. these places, we will not win elections. If you're not showing up at the school board meetings, we will not win. Donald Trump. And is, does, should we follow Adam, Congressman Adam Kinginger's belief that Trumpism is dead? <laughs> you shouldn't follow Adam Kinzinger anywhere. Yeah. Donald Trump, fearless leader, fighter, committed, conviction. I could go on and on and on. Puts his country first. He didn't need this. Uh, his family didn't need it, but he saw it as a mission yeah. to, to regain control of the soul of this country, mm. Western values, Western, Western uh, customs, so on and so forth. So uh, I think those words there kind of caps crystallize yeah. everything. We, we're yeah. coming up on a break, but I have three more left when we come back from the break. because I, And I think these are the three most important ones that I really want to get your opinion on because um, I really believe 
the Republican side of the aisle or those who are fighting center right need to be taught how to put these hands to war. And I don't mean physical, how to put these hands and feet to understand the battle that is before us because I think Trump said it right before we go to break. I want to play this real quick. Remember, I am not the one trying to undermine American democracy. I'm the one that's trying to save it. He's See what gone. I mean? <laughs> and he's gone. Well, um... For now. For now. <laughs> but the mission remains. The mission here, remains. Here. You're listening to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with Sheriff David E. Clark and George Pearson. We'll be right back. This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with Sheriff David E. Clark and my friend, my buddy, my pal, George Pearson. Uh, before the break, I was doing sort of like a, a lightning <laughs> round, but the sheriff, you see how quickly he put a, a just, he took a pin. Nope. <laughs> uh, Joe Biden. This isn't my first rodeo, man. <laughs> Joe, you, you, I mean, he's got a voice for radio, yeah, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. I, I know you fill in. And you, hey, yeah, yeah. AM 560, let's talk about something with the sheriff in his own radio show. Uh, Joe Biden. We, we, right? Look how quick he was with that one. Oh, you see that? That was easy. Feckless. Yeah. Um, has no idea of who he is. Mm. It's all over the map yeah. on things. Mm-hmm. Spent 50 years in Washington, D.C., and, and nothing's gotten better. Yeah. Uh, he's a fill in. He's a sock puppet, really, right now um, for some other operatives within the Democrat Party. But he is, you know, who they, they, they were able to get across the finish line, and it's what we're going to have to deal with. But, uh, you're already seeing in a very short period of time, uh, he's done some very damaging things to yeah. this country, yes. and, and it's not it's not about to abate. But isn't this a teaching moment for America about how country America first and how keeping America great? How that message was very successful, and how even as soon as Biden got became president, everything that was successful has fallen. I mean, do we have somebody out there articulating that message so that Americans can see and it sticks? Well, it's still Donald Trump. Yeah. Uh, there's no doubt about that. But, you know, with, with Joe Biden and the Democrats, what they do is they break things. Mm. Okay, They went down and broke the border. Yeah. Mm. The border was fixed. Mm. Um, you know, the pipeline, for, for example, energy independence, they yes. broke it. Yes. And then they come along with, you know, uh, uh, here I come to save the day, yeah. save the day and, yeah. and, and they'll just screw it up more. Uh, you know, this is this is well, this is typical because they spend money. That's all they do. Mm-hmm. They break things, and then the solution is to spend money. I mean, the With amount the of money that has been spent in in the first six months of this uh, of Biden's term. Mm. And I'm, I'm, I'm struggling with words because I will not refer to this man as president. president of the United States. I will not until these election irregularities are taken care of. Yeah. But anyway, uh, he's there. And uh, we're in for some, you know, look at inflation. Yeah. Yes. All right. Uh, and people can blame the pandemic all they want. Yeah, we, we understand what, what happened there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. That that thing was exploited to, to yes. get rid of Donald Trump. Of but course. the fact is uh, we're teetering right now. Yeah. With inflation, yeah. and um, 
I'll tell you, there's going to be some rough days ahead. Yeah. Um, speaking of, January 6th and the riots of 2020. What are your thoughts on that? January 6th and then the riots of 2020. All right. Two, two different dynamics. Yeah. Okay, the riots that um, swept the country in our urban centers, the looting, the arson, the torching of buildings, the destruction of buildings. Killing of cops. Killing of cops, the people that were uh, injured, business owners, uh, law-abiding citizens that were injured in the process. A very ugly period of time in this country, and it, 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 the people on the left just looked the other way. Yeah. You had your, your you know, in these Democrat-led cities, um, they told the police to stand down. That was shameful, yes. for heaven's sakes. If I'm a business owner, I'm saying to myself, hey, wait a minute. I pay property taxes, and business property taxes are not cheap. Yeah, and no. all I really expect for that is to have you protect my business when needed, and you didn't do it. Yes. You failed. So let's talk about January 6th. January 6th was a, I liken it to a frat party that got out of hand. Mm. All right? You had some uh, not serious people. They weren't organized. They weren't controlled. And you need those three things for it to be a, you know, considered a movement. Agreed. Um, it's got to be serious. It's got to be well-organized. And it's got to be controlled. And it wasn't that. Right. Yeah, they breached the Capitol. No doubt about that. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to condone any of that stuff. But you Same know what? Here. That was exploited for political purposes, too. I'm talking about in terms of, then they you know, tried to use that to blame it, blame it on Donald Trump. Yeah. Uh, they breached the Capitol, property destruction. There needed to be some accountability, but I'll tell you what, this is overkill what they're doing yeah. to those people. I mean, they're still, they're still out on this witch hunt looking for people. Uh, you got people sitting in jail. Yeah. Yes. People sitting in jail. Yeah. And at a time when in these urban cities, the bail reform is they won't hold people on bail. That's Come right. on. Come on. That's right. Right? So. Releasing them on know, their own recognizance. Is the yeah. Very next I, I wish yeah. the FBI was as, <laughs> as uh, uh, you know, on top of things in other areas of yeah. this country where we need them to be, like Antifa yeah. Yeah. and Black Lives Matter. I call them Antifa. <laughs> yeah. They don't deserve Antifa. Antifa. Well, anyway, it's, it's, I'm not saying it's no big deal. I'm saying that was disorderly conduct at best. Correct. It was trespassing at best. Correct. You know what? At the local level, those are municipal ordinance violations. That's all they are, man. They give you tickets for that sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. And here they're making this big deal out of this. I... I uh, shame on the FBI. Not just the FBI, but shame on those who were in charge of Come the on. security. You know, the chief, the deputy chiefs that should have actually, you you knew that there was going to be an event there. What city does not plan for an event? that? that I mean, they were there. They right. knew the rally was going to be there. Right. But yet you you made sure not only did you not have extra, they actually reduced a lot of their their, their guys on security around the Capitol and around there. They actually, it's just, it's ridiculous. I don't see none of them in jail. Sheriff, I want you to think about this. The last question, last segment coming up, right? What would you do differently in Chicago to stop the daily, almost, mass shootings? What advice would you give to the mayor of Chicago and the superintendent of police? You're listening to Black and White on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. We'll be right back. This is Black and Right with John Anthony uh, on AM560, The Answer. Sub 
560 the answer. The late great DMX. Yes. God, we missed that lyrical genius. There it is. Oh, look at Joe. Look at George. See? Doug, he started, Doug. He started. Go ahead, Doug. Go ahead, George. I wish if y'all watched on the YouTube, y'all need to see uh, the chairman of Will County, George Fisher, dancing. Uh, you tuned back into Black and White Radio with John Anthony. Uh, Got to have the. I mean, it's been such a great time spent with you prior to the show yes doing this hour of the show sharing part um i mean your wisdom is just like it's like my, my, i'll tell you something my wife said last night he didn't go seeking leadership mm. leadership found him come on when she said that's what she when she listened to your speech she said she woke up this morning and me and my wife had a conversation and i and, and that's we need more people like that who are not seeking it yes but life calls for leadership like Sheriff David E. Clark. Thanks. Right. Moments, right. Uh, I sat back and watched as the uh, after the ugly days of Ferguson, Missouri, where uh, law enforcement was, was being dumped on, was being scapegoated, and the profession was being trashed and tarnished. And I didn't hear or see one law enforcement executive defend this profession and i was shocked yeah yes i agree i was shocked and i was actually waiting i said well somebody's going to step up and and they'll start to defend and push back yeah and it never happened chicago after after a while i just said that's it i've had it this profession's been a part of my life for you know back then it was about 35 years and i said i'm not going to watch people who have no um uh, appreciation for this profession tarnish it like that yeah so you're right. I mean, moments define it, and people either shrink, they step up, or or they shrink. David, and, and uh, you, you can't. It, it's uh, uh, your name is David, and David had his moment. And I knew all the stuff that was going to come along with it, but I'm going to yeah. get into the Chicago thing. Yeah. What would I do? All right, I'd walk into City Hall, Mayor Lightfoot's office, and say, "I need your resignation," mm. and take that lapdog police chief with you. Wow. Ooh. And I'd walk over to the state prosecutor's office, Kimberly Fox, and I'd say, I need your res- resignation. Mm. You're useless. There's a new sheriff in town. Oh. No. <laughs> and then I'd, I'd gather the police commanders, mm. and I'd say, here's the way it's going to be. Mm. We're going to make sure these law enforcement officers are supported, that they have the proper resources and the training um, and the decision-making to be able to do this job. And then you, what you do is you set up uh, for warrant sweeps. You get all these notorious criminals off the street there's a lot of them that are on warrants so you don't even need new charges right so true get them off the street and and then you have to be working in tandem with the prosecutor's office to tell them hey look high bail on these individuals and here's why and you lay it out this person violent repeat offender blah 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 traffic stops all right traffic stops yield a treasure trove of criminal activity illegal guns people wanted on serious felony warrants you have uh, drugs being transported uh, in these markets. vehicles. We have open, open markets. markets now, yeah. Right. I've set up strike forces because I've done this sort of thing. Yeah. So I'd be telling these commanders, look, I know how to do this. Yeah. Okay? Mm-hmm. I'm not talking out of hand here. Set up strike forces to these high crime areas. Stop, question, and frisk. 
is going to be the law of the land. Wow. And I'll tell you what, you just keep a full court press, a full court press on these bad actors, get them off the street and keep them off the street. Next thing you know, civil life starts to return to neighborhoods. Sheriff Clark, where can people find you if they want you to come out and speak or anything like that? americasheriff.com americasheriff.com or uh, riseupwisconsin.com best way to get in touch with me Sheriff David E. Clark thanks so much for joining us today my pleasure Uh, gentlemen I thoroughly enjoy it what about you absolutely Absolutely. you listening to Black and White on AM560 The Answer Uh, we'll be back hour two don't go anywhere prepare to have your mind opened The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed. And the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm coming in. Well, I got the steamer. I bring the fire, but you never seen her. I testify, I don't need a subpoena. They want my soul better go to Korea. I love my Welcome dog, back. just like I'm Peter. Hour I two of Black and White Radio on AM560 like The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with my good friend now, George Pearson. Yeah. If you missed that first hour, mm. go to 560TheAnswer.com. Download the Black and White podcast. So you don't want to, because you can play, you can replay that first hour without any of the commercials. I think uh, Sheriff David Clark came in here and gave a clinic. What do you say, George? Absolutely. Man, talking about education and opening up your ears and your mind and giving you something to actually chew on yeah. and digest. Yeah. Yeah. With substance. Yes. Yeah. It was substantive. Yes. Very. Um, and he, the way he talks is just so, uh, yeah, so Very cool. White, yeah. Very white. Matter of fact, um, yeah, I'm about to cut you up. You don't realize it, but I'm about to chew you up. Right, right. So um, till, till our next guest comes on, let's talk about last night. Sure, sure. What was the motivation for doing it? Freedom Summit instead of, oh, wait, wait, Dan Prof. See, I saw your, your, <laughs> I saw your interview with Dan Prof. You, wait, you a black man? Ca- he didn't say that part. I put. I'm yeah, pretty much. That's yeah, it. that was pretty much. Yeah. You, you canceling Abraham Lincoln Day dinner? <laughs> <laughs> what you? I, I got George. Like, wait a minute. Did he? Did he, did just, he say? just really go there? Yeah, I had to educate him real quick too. <laughs> so it was a combination. You know, again, we were still in the lockdown, so we couldn't hold our our typical Lincoln Day dinner during February, which that's when it yeah. should be because it's during Lincoln's birthday. You know, the Reagan Day dinners are usually done during Reagan's birthday. So we called it the Freedom because we were looking at Juneteenth. Again, something that we have been celebrating around here in Will County for the last 20 years. You know, we didn't have to wait for Biden to come in and actually sign a piece of legislation. I'm just saying, you know, when Coop's Den was still open in Bolingbrook, we were actually celebrating blacks together over in in Bolingbrook celebrating June. And it was probably Democrats, Republicans, Independents, everybody in one group. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Because we had knowledge. We had yeah. substance. We knew what the day was about. Yeah. We weren't making snive comments on yeah. the air or on YouTube or some <laughs> Facebook video. Yeah. Don't get me started. Uh-oh. So I, I, I'm <laughs> telling you, these little lightweights, I'm telling you, they're yeah. really starting to get on my nerves. Yeah. Then it was also Donald Trump's birthday. Yeah. Then it was the first day, you know, well, just after the break in the spring. Yeah. So we, we, and the law enforcement bills, HB 3653, mm. you know, all this nonsense is getting ready to take effect. You know, the beating up. And again, former law enforcement. Right. I did it both in the Navy yeah. and as a civilian. Yeah. So for us, we looked at it and was like, we need to honestly talk about our freedoms, yeah. what we have at risk, what we stand to lose. Yeah. Let's name it a Freedom Day dinner. You know who I wish had a little bit more time? Who was Justice Michael Burke. I agree. That his when he that got started, short speech. Yes. Yes. Why isn't he looking something more aspirational, higher office? What we don't realize right here in Illinois, if we don't maintain a control on our court systems, the laws that they're passing, or I should say they ignore. I mean, they literally have a law that they can actually go against the law yeah. and then turn around and toss it into that into that under that. So it doesn't mm. set a precedent. Mm. So you can no longer use their decision. It's a political ruling. Right. So that it, it only applies to this case, it cannot be applied right. to any of other. Of course. If we don't take, away. Yes. <laughs> so if we don't take over our court systems, gaining any higher offices will not be achievable. Yeah. I I, no, I agree. But that guy, I mean, I heard, I, I got his card, yeah. and he said he'd be more than willing to come on the show. Yes. Uh, so I, I, I really can't wait uh, yeah. to get him on the show because uh, we're going to have to maintain that seat. I mean, because the way they're drawing the lines for that seat, Actually, the way they drew it, they you know, they're working off a lot of bad data. And again, this is where it comes back to substance, actually doing the research, doing the study. We're looking at the numbers. That district is still District 3, which is Will County, uh, DuPage now, uh, LaSalle, Bureau, uh, Livingston, and a few others that I can't think of right now. That's still winnable. How? Because we were able to kick Justice Kilbride out of that position over his nonsense. So these folks... Republicans, Democrats, independents, they're looking for sound judgment. Yeah. Like I said, with all the, the fights that we're having in Naperville schools, New Lenox, um, Lincoln Way School District, yeah. Plainfield School District, now Shorewood, these parents are coming together yeah. because they're starting to realize this nonsense is affecting our everyday, our children. It's affecting our work life. So, yes, we're going to be able to keep him in that seat. And we're also looking at taking the second district, which is they they just um, – recently redrew somebody from uh, i don't know who's who's doing the youtube creek township gop yeah george created a wonderful event last night congratulations to our will county republican uh-huh. uh, you were the moni guy right you were you created uh, Monique? I, i'm moni yes. right, right. Probably, yeah. who's yeah. Who, who's that over there creek call yeah. in and it's say prob- that it's probably tammy yeah tammy call tammy in burning that. yeah call yeah. in oh yeah yeah, uh, yeah. yeah you we talked last night yes yes tammy don't just go on um social media <laughs> call in and say that if you had we're a good time that's right no but if you attended the will county um, Freedom Day dinner last night. Give us a call, 312-642-5600. That's 312-642-5600. Let, let us know, you know, what, what did you take away from it? Yes. What, 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 was the, what was the one message that did? Hey, JB, uh, JB from Boston. <laughs> okay. <I> gotta, <laughs> hey, but JB from Boston. Hey, the, the number is 312-642-5600. 312-642-5600. JB from Boston. Yeah. Boston. Um, Boston. Boston. But, you know, I, I think there was a number of, of I, I think for the first time, 
people got a, an opportunity to see the people that were running for governor too. Yes, yeah, you know, in this area. Yes, yeah, and, and I think I think that was. I mean, to get them all, to get at least not all, because there's more that probably be coming. Um, it's the current declared, right? Yeah. But I think to see and to hear what their vision is for the state of Illinois was yes. was really important for Will County voters. Yeah, not again. Not just for Will County voters now, but for going forward, you know, yeah. that that governor's mansion and, and the nonsense that, you know, Governor No Neck has been doing in there right now with not being able to, you know, actually or actually keeping his, you know, his one dicta- dictatorial rule in there that he's still the, the master of Illinois instead of the state legislators stepping up and doing what they're supposed to be right. doing. We, that is a very important role. Yeah, I agree. Uh, let's go to the phone lines. Mike. What's going on, brother? What's up? John, what's going on, Mr. Pearson? Good afternoon. Uh, what's going Mr. On, Pearson buddy? touched on the point of, uh, it's going to be kind of quick, two parts. Uh, the first part is school boards. You know, it's one of those lower elected positions, but we see how important it is, especially for the future, not only of our kids, but this nation. Yes. What kind of plan uh, are we encouraging as conservatives to get people involved in this? Because it just seems like conservatives are so standoffish on so many things. But yet, this is where the second part comes in, and I'm glad I have, I wish I had Sheriff Clark was still there, two former law enforcement personnel. The issue we just seen out in Virginia this past week, we had people at a school board where a school board declared something that is an unlawful assembly. Yeah. And officers agreed yeah. to that. And arrested them. Which... And I have a very difficult time out of all the schooling and training that officers have. They cannot delineate between understanding what's a lawful assembly versus an unlawful or peaceful or violent. Because from what I seen there, it was a bunch of Democrats that were on school board that didn't want to hear these people. And I don't understand how they have the power to say it's an unlawful assembly. So I'll let you guys go ahead. All right. Thanks so much for calling, Mike. The great questions. One. We're actually going to these school board meetings. We're telling our precinct committee people, you have to start showing up to these school board meetings and educating. There are a couple of different groups out there that, that if you don't even want the Republican moniker, if you're, you're afraid to call yourself a Republican or you, you're afraid that your, your neighbors are going to chastise you for, you know, having that R in, in front or behind your name. There are different groups out Yana. there. Yana. I was just about to talk about yeah. Yana. You are not alone. They are organizing and showing these parents how to actually run for school boards and 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 take in what that that substance, those policy issues that we all truly agree on and and run for those offices. And we will help. So that's that part. As a former law enforcement officer, I'll tell you right now, a lot of that nonsense that is going on is because they're afraid to lose their jobs. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Because there has been so much pressure put on a lot of these guys and, and, and guys and girls. And, and I, weak chiefs, too. Chiefs have always been weak. I've known two solid chiefs in my entire life that didn't have a problem with stepping up and telling the, 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 the mayor or the village president what they truly thought and actually instituted policy. Yeah. Only two. And you know what? When we come back from break, I want to talk about that Mountain Prospect chief, though. Yeah. You know, he had a, one of his officers, Officer Lisa Schapp. Uh, defended the thin blue line. He was right on Fox News, right with her, right with her, standing behind her. Man, we need more chiefs with, yes. and shares with backbones yes. like that. Yeah. You're listening to Black and Right on AM 560. I'm your host, John Anthony. We'll be right back. Your killings are wild. My dog is with it. You want it? 
And now, more Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Just switch your attitude. Go ahead and level up yourself. Hope you like this music, Joe. You find the game. Wow. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560 Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with my friend, my buddy, my pal, George Pearson. Hey, before we, you, you remember my buddy, Eric Muldrow from yeah. uh, Co Red Conversations? He's on the line. Uh-oh. But before we go to him, I want to go to Mike from. Wait, I thought you said the North Side. I mean, South Side. <laughs> Mike, welcome back to Black and Right. Hey, I like the show, guys. I wish the station had more of it. I got an idea for a couple changes. Uh-oh. We got we got we got Dennis Prager. We don't need Gallagher. Give his spot to the Baklava brothers, Paul Vallis <laughs> and John Cass. And we got Larry Elder. We don't need Hannity. Ooh. You guys could take his spot. You, you you could throw the last half hour off to to Sean from Elwood Park. Yeah. <laughs> we, we got Sean. We don't need Hannity. We don't need two guys from Florida. <laughs> but I, I, I'm glad you let me put it on the air. Other people will, will be talking, and maybe they'll wake up the station manager. Because Mike Gallagher, I listen to him while I'm driving at work, and sometimes I just want to drive off Lakeshore Drive into the lake. <laughs> Mike, thanks so much for calling. Hey, call in, t- call in t- let, let the uh, management know. That, that's how you make that happen. Uh-huh. More people need to do that. Thanks so much for calling, Mike. What what golf course are they at? <laughs> what golf course are they at? That I don't know. That I have no clue. All right. Uh, probably in Naples. No, I'm just kidding. Take care. <laughs> oh, love I'm going to get in trouble for that right now. That love was it. Doug. I'm going to blame you, Doug. <laughs> you told me that location. <laughs> he washing his hands. <laughs> um, but, George, you know my buddy, um, Eric Muldrow from yes. Co-Red Conversations. You've been on the show with when, yeah. when, we, when he, we called him in. I thought we were going to do a second hour with the sheriff, but he said he had to right. head out. Um, so I invited him on because we were going to, you know, discuss some of the some of the issues that are happening out there, right. uh, guys. If you, if, to, he, I'm introducing you, some of you, to uh, co-red conversations, and some of you are very familiar with them. Uh, Eric, welcome back to Black and Right. Hey, thanks for having me on, brother. No problem, um, brother. I, I I'm sorry. I I really wanted to have you on with the sheriff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, it's all good. Yeah, I'm I, clearly he had things uh, he had to do. Yeah. So. I would I would love to to to, to uh, though um I'll you know give you his contact information so that you can um you can uh, have him on your co-red conversations I think right. he'd be a good get for you. Yep. Um, yeah, that'd be pretty cool. So did did you know? Did you see what happened in Florida with the um, guy uh, shooting you, the cop? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. I've been I, I plan on putting up a video on that topic to yeah. be exact because that thing was just a train wreck Volusia County yes. at it again that place yes. is a mess it's a dude it's a hotbed isn't it but right every time you turn around there's something going on down there man so yeah I, I, I was talking to the family about us moving down there moving to Florida in a couple of years uh Lord willing but we definitely ain't going to be hitting up Volusia County <laughs> I know that much <laughs> that's the truth um I'm, but did you hear that they they found the guy hiding in a tree National in a NFAC, the national something F uh, something ABC. Yeah, it's F and, it's, F a, it's a black militant group. It's right. a black militant group. Um, so I mean, I I didn't know that he was part of the black militia. Um, is is that what you're hearing as well? 
Yeah, I heard, this is what I heard most recently. I was actually listening to a member of that organization who stated that he was a member, but they booted him out. But he recently joined the new Black Panther Party. Now, I'm, I'm not sure how accurate that information is, but the uh, guy I was listening to who had a mask on and covering his face didn't want to be known for obvious reasons, especially with that that organization. He basically was saying that he was he wanted to know more of more of the details. I mean, we do have body camera footage of what went down. You see the you you hear the sheriff or the chief of police uh, state that that area was a high crime area. There were a lot of citizens making complaints that there was a lot of crimes. There was a lot of drug dealing going on there, a lot of loitering. So they asked the police to come through there and patrol that area. So he was just doing basic proactive policing. I mean, nowadays, that's like a taboo. That's something like you just don't do. And uh, especially with the backlash that a lot of cops are getting these days. And he just made it. He, it looked like he just attempted to make a simple contact, uh, you know, just to inquire who, uh, who he was, what he was doing there. And then things escalated and the dude's fighting for his life. You know, last I heard, I, I, unless you heard more, I'm, it, as far as I know, he's still alive. Is that correct? Yeah, I, last, last, yes, last, last I checked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eric. Right. So we were just talking about this. One, uh, uh, the last caller was asking a question about how do we, you know, what when we see in the police even in getting involved in this. Do you think that this needs to change a little bit more? I, I was talking about, you know, molding the local police departments back into the sheriff's departments because. The chiefs of police, a lot of them, they don't have the backbone. We, there are very few out there now that have the backbone to stand by these guys in, in a lot of mm-hmm. these good shoots or, or, and fire the ones in these bad shoots. You know, actually give them, give them, throw the book at them as we would any, any criminal. Right. Right. And if we actually mold these police departments into the sheriff's office, you now have a person that's leading a police department that's elected by the people and not appointed by some, you know, um, five foot mayor or or some mm. some knucklehead, you know, that's just got elected <laughs> because only 15 people showed up to the polling place. And now this person's right. got control of the police department. You no, that makes total sense to me here in Las Vegas. When I worked for Las Vegas Metro Police. It, under Clark County, it, it, the the sheriff was just that. He was elected by the people. So when things went down, he had some unpopular opinions oftentimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, uh, on one end, he's a politician. He's no longer a, a cop. Uh, you know, those days are long gone. Yeah. I think once you hit the lieutenant ranks and you move up to captain and further further on, you're basically no longer a cop for the most part. But you still have if you have a good officer a good if good sheriff who knows what he wants to do knows what's necessary in order for police to do their job understanding that there are there are multiple sides to a police encounter it's not just the police officers or the police the police department's opinion right. we also are act as agents of the of the people we we're public right. servants right. so we have to acknowledge that rea- that clear reality yeah. But at the same time, you can't just give everything away simply because some things that police officers do make people feel uncomfortable. So I totally agree. I think uh, merging into I think I think we see a lot of what you're talking about going going on in places like I mean, I'm not sure the exact setup, the exact arrangement of places like uh, Minneapolis, different places up north in particularly that are that are just they're just 
it's gotten so sad and so disappointing to see these officers who want to police properly, want to do the right thing, but they have no power, no authority to to do anything. And and, and if you're just joining the show, we're talking with Eric Muldrow, who runs uh, Co-Red Conversations. Go follow him on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, Eric, I I got two points I want to make with you real quick. You got to follow Peacemaker Project 703. That's Peacemaker Project 703. Uh, I just had the wife of um, slain um, champagne officer Chris Oberheim. I think she said it was five weeks ago. She was just on the show. So you got to follow that. Mm-hmm. But we got a Definitely. minute. We got a minute and 30 seconds, right? I want to get your take right. on this. 22 and a half years. Is that too much for um, Officer Chauvin? Is that too much for him? When you look at the, the penalty of. of I th- isn't that the greatest penalty any cop has ever gotten for gotten for um, a, a suppose death while in uh, while they're doing their job? He was sentenced to twenty uh, you know two and a half a, years. I, yeah, I'm not exactly sure what the penalty as far as time wise goes when he with based on his charges. Yeah, yeah. Um, so so I would say that he was he was convicted on. Multiple murder counts, yeah. correct? Yeah. Three, right? Three. Yes, three counts. Yeah, yeah three, counts. three. So I'm like, based on those charges, I'm like, you know, is is it extreme? I mean, we can we 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 talked about the you know all the problems that went on with the trial. We, I, I'm pretty sure the last, almost the last time I spoke to you, I spoke with you guys. We mentioned some of that, but but there, there was just a lot of uh, issues there. Yeah. But as far as the penalty goes. I don't know, man. Honestly, I, you know, I haven't examined the case as far as the, that aspect of it to, to see, to really give you a a really fair and, and knowledgeable yeah. answer. So. Hey, but Eric, we, we got to go. But here's here's what I think. I think it gets overturned. I think I think he gets a retrial because mm. with this guy who uh, basically is a BLM advocate who was part oh, yeah. of the jury. Yeah. I think that's real grounds for that to be overturned or at least getting a new trial. Right? Oh, I totally agree. Shame, yeah. you know? Eric Muldrow, Code Red Conversations. Again, I'm I'm so sorry that, you know, the sheriff wasn't here. Thanks so much for joining Black and Right. Appreciate it, brother. All right. You listening to Black and Right on AM560 Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. We'll be right back. I love my dog just like I'm Peter. We now return to Black and Right on AM560 The Answer. Here's John Anthony. Trouble man. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with my friend, George Pearson. Um, George, I, I, have you been paying attention? I, well, I know you've been paying attention. Uh, there's just so much happening in the state of Illinois. Yeah. Uh, you know, we just signed, a, Governor Pritzker just signed an election bill. Um, and no, I guarantee nobody knows what's in it. <laughs> I guarantee nobody knows what's in it. It, it, it. Things are just getting utterly ridiculous. They, are, they know they're in trouble this round, so they're trying to set it up so that they'll be able I mean, it mirrors H1, you know, um, HR1 with this nonsense. And it, it's until people, literally, everybody get get involved. This is a citizenry government. Yeah. And people have been led astray yeah. with a lot of the lies that have been out there. Yeah. And they're feeling, they're, they're literally feeling the angst and the pains of yeah. the legislation that's being passed. 
but they're still somehow trying to blame someone else yeah. for their troubles. So if they don't wake up, they literally yeah. wake up and get involved and realize that you can no longer sit on the sidelines, you can no longer allow some elected official, Democrat or Republican, right. dictate how you need to live your life. Yeah. Did you know that since 2003, 98 of 175 cities analyzed by our next guest group have cut a total of 600 officers? Yeah. You talk about defunding the police. Yes. This is how you do it. Yes. Joining us to discuss this in more detail, Ted Dabrowski, he's the uh, president of Wirepoints, friend of the show. Yeah. Uh, he also came into studio and guest hosted with me a couple of weeks ago. Ted, welcome back to Black and Right. Hey, good afternoon, guys. Thanks for having me on. Hey, Ted, you know, before we go to that election building and other issues that's happening in the state of Illinois, uh, what drew you guys' attention to how the cities were going about basically de facto defunding the police? How did you guys, how did you guys dig that nugget out of the data? Well, you know, we, we've talked a lot to mayors as we travel around the country with, with, with wire points. We, we just go talk and see how, how things are going, you know, especially on the fiscal issues, budgets, property taxes. And, you know, a huge complaint has been that the pension costs, because it's all, it's all controlled by the state. All these are pensions or mandates from the state legislature and the mayors have no power. Uh, they're all complaining that the costs are going so high that in order to fund the pensions of their public safety workers, or the retirees, they're having to fire active workers. And so it's really screwed up, right? You're, you're, having to, you're being forced to choose between the active workers who take care of the people and the retirees who are drawing pensions. And uh, the laws are making them fund the pensions, which means they're firing police and fire. But, but Ted, and so uh, we saw that, yeah, we saw that all these uh, headcounts were going down across the state. And we said, wow, talk about defunding the police. This is yeah. it. And, and, and you talked about a, a solution, though, because one, the one thing I love about Wirepoint, you guys don't just point out a problem. You, 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 you expose the issue, but you also offer solutions to this. Uh, what, is, what, what were some of the solutions that Wirepoints offered to help fix this issue? Well, yeah, well, you've got to, you've got to give the, the cities power to, to reform their pensions, right? Uh, you know, today it's all controlled by the state legislature, so we need a, a pension amendment, uh, which people have to vote for. First of all, the legislature has to put it on the ballot, and then we have to vote for uh, pension reform. And basically, let's let's reform these pensions so that you know the police and fire and other workers can get good pensions or good good retirements, but the people ordinary people can afford them, uh, and that way we can have people stay in the state. They don't have to they don't have to flee, and uh, we can keep our police force and keep our city safe. Ted, this is George Pearson. Uh, great hey, George. speaking with you. So when we say that these mayors, they they say they don't have any um, any power in this. Isn't part of this during the negotiations when they're they're actually you know dealing with these uh, unions out there a lot of times and uh, look I'm former police officer former uh, FOP member but a lot of times when we're negotiating the new guys coming in and new girls and guys coming in I guess we got to say girls now too um, when they're coming in how come we're not renegotiating these salaries and some of the steps in there versus with the the pensions because the way this was originally designed look it's a low salary but we're going to take care of you and your that's golden right. age but now it's great salary and great pension and that's where that disconnect is is that part of the solution yeah you know you're exactly right and here's part of the problem it's not just pension reform the other part is collective bargaining reform the unions we have some of the most favorable pro union collective bargaining laws in the country. So if you're teachers, you can strike in Illinois. 
none of our neighboring states allow the teachers to strike. Yeah. Uh, in Illinois, if the police and fire don't like what's being negotiated, they can call, you know, they can force arbitration. You get an outside arbitrator, unelected, not from the community, and they, they shove, you know, higher costs down the, down the community's throat. And so uh, that has to be reformed. We can't have the unions have all the power. That has to be shared with the, with the people in the cities. And, um, and right now, mayors say, look, if I take on the police and the fire, they can just for- take me to arbitration. Yep. I get beat up anyway. I lose. And uh, hell, it's just easier to give them the, the raises. And, you know, and Ted, that, that's a big problem. And Ted, when we come back from break, I want to um, talk a little bit more about that and this, this Chicago, I mean, the Illinois election bill. Uh, we were with John Cantanzara last night, and yes. I, I think that's basically where... Mm-hmm. CPD and um, Mayor Life was headed to arbitration. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so hey, Ted Dabrowski, president of Wire Points, you're listening to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. More with Ted when we return. It's the show the mainstream media doesn't want you to know about. It's Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Maybe I'm foolish, maybe I'm blind Thinking I can see through this and see what's behind Got no way to prove it, so maybe I'm lying I like this last one right I'm only human after all I'm only human after all Don't put your blame on me Welcome back to Black and Right on AM 560 The Answer I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with my friend, my buddy, my pal, George Pearson Chairman of the Will County Republican Party before the break, we were talking with Ted Dabrowski, president of WirePoints. If you guys haven't followed WirePoints, please go to wirepoints.org. Uh, wirepoints.org. I'm telling you, it's a great resource, not just for the, the issues and things that's happening in Chicago, but the rest of the state. And, and, and it's real data-driven. It's not just they've, they've right. gone out there and picked up an issue and, and they don't know what they're talking about. They have people who analyze this stuff. Right. So, Ted, welcome back. Thanks, John. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, so, I mean, I saw that, you know, um, <laughs> Governor Pritzker signed this um, election bill. And I also saw that, gov- I mean, uh, Garlic, Maryland, Mar- Maryland Garlic, whatever his name is, yeah. um, the uh, DOJ, DOJ guy. I saw that he sued Georgia. Georgia. Mm-hmm. Well, why won't he come look to see what Illinois did? Maybe <laughs> you talk about cheating and disenfranchising voters. I think Illinois has done that more than Illinois. Yeah. <laughs> I think Illinois has done that more than Georgia. What are your thoughts? Well, you know, it's funny when, when they they say there can't be uh, can't be kind of any kind of fraud in Illinois. When you look at what's happened with unemployment, unemployment insurance claims uh, through COVID, it's been crazy, right? When you look at how many uh, legislators have been have been indicted, yeah, you would think that this is a place you come you come investigate. But no, uh, what's happening what's happening here? He likes uh, he's not going to come investigate here. But you know, what's fascinating about this whole issue is that you know for four years they claimed that that Trump was elected. You know, fraudulently that it wasn't a fair election, et cetera, et cetera. You know, and then now we've got the other side saying the same thing. Republicans saying that the last election wasn't wasn't fair. It's a, it's a bipartisan issue, right? It's a it's a right. bipartisan issue that needs to be fixed. These election laws and um, uh, both sides don't like it. Yeah, George. And you know, at, we also on our on our willcountyrepublicans.org webpage have wire points linked to that, that page because we want our our people to actually see not only what the problem is but see those solutions. And and a big fan. Yeah, well, we appreciate that. It, even even when we're looking at some of the election fraud in, in the DOJ, what what we did here in Illinois, well, I, I should say what the, one of the first things Biden did was fired the federal prosecutor, the um, district. Um, uh, district attorney that was actually going after a lot of the corruption here in Illinois. 
So why didn't what why didn't Marilyn you know Merrick Garland have something to say about that? You know how how do you fire the guy that's actually going after the corruption in Illinois? Yeah, finally, we're finally getting somewhere on that, and, and he does that. Uh, fortunately, slowed down a little bit, but uh, yeah, we, we need mu- we need much more help on the on going after the bad guys because we got we got too many of them for our, for our own for our own good. Yeah. Hey, Ted, I I saw that uh, you know everybody's patting themselves on the back because I think it was Fitch that upgraded um, Illinois. Um, I also saw that um, the comptroller patted herself on the back, basically saying that. Illinois has a balanced budget. Uh, Ted, in what world does Illinois have a real balanced budget? Yeah, in the Illinois world, you know, in, in the world where we get, you know, direct money of, of some $25 billion, but we're going to put out a piece. Illinois, including all the people that got checks from uh, stimulus and all that, we will have gotten over or committed about $130, $140 billion uh, during the COVID period and, and, and for the next year and a half or so. That's why we have a good budget, because we were bailed out massively by, by the federal government. Uh, and for us to stand up and, and cheer and say that we did something good is, is wrong. I, I don't think that Governor Pritzker did a single thing properly uh, to improve our budget. It was all because we got federal money. Yeah. And so and seeing that's the problem. We're, we're, we're looking at these short term situations and no one, even the citizens, you would think that they would be outraged with that. They, you know, they, they actually called a couple of the Republican um, legislators, call them liars that, you know, no, we do have a balanced budget. How how can you say we don't have one? So okay. what, what are we going to do in 2022, 2023? What, what's yeah, going be, to be a huge cliff, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, when the free money, when the free money's gone, but the problem is, is you know they they bought everybody off, and everybody gets quiet when everybody starts getting you know fourteen hundred dollar checks and stuff like that. Uh, you know, a lot of people are just taking the money and spending it, not realizing that it's uh, you know it's just a debt that they're going to end up paying back with higher taxes eventually. Yeah, yeah. oh, those taxes, you, you're absolutely right, and that's the other thing. You half the time you can't even find products on the shelf now, so or it's so expensive. That fourteen hundred dollars, you know, may may now only be worth maybe six hundred dollars, and and with the inflation, the increase in inflation. What do you? No, you're right, and you know, and and I understand the bondholders. You know, they're they're the first ones in line to get paid off in in Illinois, so they can be happy, and maybe the rating agencies can, you know, say, okay, the bondholders have a better position because you got so much money flowing through the state from the federal government. But that doesn't do the ordinary Illinois doesn't benefit at all. If anything, the cracks are hidden for two more years, and then when the cracks reappear, when the free money's gone uh it's going to be more painful yeah. for, for ordinary people well, well well i guess july 1st we'll find out because that's when the uh spending plan begins and um <laughs> uh, you know i saw that i saw an article that you guys wrote where uh, uh house majority leader greg harris uh praised it and basically had no new tax increases but oh wait a minute <laughs> businesses may be paying more in taxes though but isn't that a new tax increase well, and there, and there was a new tax increase, right? When they went, when they went about uh, you know six hundred million dollars from from corporations. So even that's not true, right? And and uh, they also shouldn't get credit for not raising taxes. That's not good, right? Right? You know, right. they want credit for that as if they did something positive. And no, that's <laughs> that's what they should they should not be raising taxes. Yeah. How about keep us in the black, and, and let's move Illinois forward and bring us back from the dungeons of hell of. Of, of you know every every metric of economic prosperity, bring us back from there. How about that, Ted? Well, if we move if we move to the middle ground, that'd be great, right? Right now yeah. we're bottom and everything, so uh, we just got to slowly work our way up, or maybe quickly work our way up. <laughs> Ted Dabrowski, president of WirePoints.org. Guys, go follow it. Thanks so much for joining us once thank again. Thank you, guys. On Black and right. Have a great. Day. All right, thank you. We got a long way to go, George. No, we don't. 
But I think it can rebound quickly if we put the right people in play. That's it. That's we'll be right back. You feel the light, the thunder. My Let's get it to him, baby girl. Black and right continues on AM560. Once again, here's John Anthony. We did it again, homies. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with my friend, George Pearson. Uh, George, you wanted to uh, announce something. Uh, is it uh, Attorney Dave Shatokis is doing, right? That is right. Um, this coming Tuesday, June 28th, we actually will be out in Ottawa. Uh, Dave is working with a group called uh, America's Real America's Voice, Save America's Freedom Tour. And, it's again, it's coming to Ottawa. It's been moved to Pitt Sticks. Picks, Pits Sticks Pavilion. Get it Thank out. You. Get it la, out. La, 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 la. <laughs> Pick Sticks Pavilion um, across from Washington Square Park. That, again, it, it begins at 3 p.m., 3 p.m. Central Standard Time. Please make sure that you come out and support this effort out in Ottawa and support our, our great guys out in, in LaSalle County, you yeah. know, Larry Smith and his lovely wife, Beth, yes. out there, and they're doing great things. And, and you guys are doing Yana, too, right? Yeah, Rocky's, got, Rocky's putting it together, yeah, right? Rocky has one going on in, in the Shorewood area. Yeah. Uh, there's a young lady looking at in our area, um, the eastern part of uh, Will County. Again, this is bringing folks together, not over politics, but over policy. Yeah. And therefore, we can help mold them. You mean and Indiana? Yeah. <laughs> you, you li- Dude, you live a boy. They ain't a stone's throw. <laughs> Hop, skip, Woo! and a jump. <laughs> a long, long, triple jump. Yeah. Shoot. Uh, you know, but I, I want to thank Tom DeVore for um, yeah. helping connect uh, me with... Um, Amber Oberheim. Yes. Um, and guys, please, if you, it means you, it, it does, it takes a couple of seconds. Go to Facebook, like Peacemaker Project Seven Zero Three. Let's let's make sure that that we we remember to honor um, Officer Chris Oberheim. Um, from what I hear, he was just an amazing, amazing man, yeah. and um, I think his legacy should. I know his legacy should continue. Um, just the people that I've reached out to who I know in the, just from Champagne, they just said was one of the most giving persons, giving people you could ever, you know, meet. Yeah. And, you know, that's amazing when it comes to being a police officer because, you know, you know what we see. Yes. Yes. You know, and we're steadily, steadily losing the good ones, whether yeah. it's by death or by um, by retirement, they're leaving. And I keep asking everyone what's going to happen and who will be left. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to play a couple of Biden clips. And get, I just want you to wait. Listen to this, George. Uh, I think he's getting on a plane. He told me a little last. He came in to see me last event. And representatives, uh, Shirley Jackson Lee, Al Green, Sylvia Garcia, Lizzie Pinelli. Uh, uh, excuse me. What am I Pinnell, doing here? And uh, what am I doing here? Yeah. I'm yeah. on a loose track here. And, uh, uh, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? I can't believe that America elected this. Yeah. Num- it's just his mind. 25th is coming. <laughs> They're going to call for um, what's the thing where they check your 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 mental acuity. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, Trump had one. Yeah. Uh, I think it, it lose my mind right now. I forget. But I, just really quickly, we got we got about a minute left. But I, 
Dude, if Trump had said this, what would have happened? The oh. Second Amendment from the day it was passed limited the type of people who could own a gun and what type of weapon yeah. you could own. Yeah. You couldn't buy a cannon. Huh? Those who say the blood of what? the the blood of patriots, you know, and all this stuff yards. about how we're going to have to move against the government. Look at this. Well, Look at the tree of liberty is not water with the blood of patriots. What's happened is that there are never been, if you wanted to think you need to have weapons to take on the government, you need F-15s and maybe some nuclear weapons. The point is that there's always been the ability to limit, rationally limit the type of weapon that can be owned and who can own it. He's an idiot. It says, what's that word? In French? Shall not. Shall not. In French. Shall not. George, thanks so much for joining me. My pleasure. Thank you. Sheriff David E. Clark, thanks so much for joining the show. Amber Oberheim, Ted Dabrowski. Hey, guys, I'll Eric. be back. And Eric, I'll be back next week. <laughs>